A very warm welcome to all our viewers. Welcome to the Sentinels Newsmakers. Brojan and Ankur, two young people, committed suicide, both from Assam. They committed suicide. They were, in fact, forced to take their lives and their lives because they were gay lovers and they were not able to convince their parents. Now, the big question here, despite the Supreme Court in 2017 giving the LGBTQ plus people freedom to safely express their sec sexual orientation and individuals like you, your and mine, our sexual orientation is protected under the country's right to privacy law. In 2018, Section 377 of the Indian Penal Code was struck down by the Supreme Court. Consensual gay sex was legalized. Despite all of these things, why did these two young people have to end their lives? To talk on this particular issue, is being LGBTQ+, being queer, a cause, is that a crime still in India? To talk about all the challenges, all the issues that people from this particular community continues to face. I have a very eminent panel this evening. Joining me today is Vajanti Vasanta Mogli, a transgender RTI uh, activist, co-founder, co-founder of Queer Swabhimana Yatra and Telangana Hijra Intersex Transgender Samiti. That's Vajanti there on uh, to my extreme right. Uh, Vajanti, welcome to the show. Welcome to Sentinel's Newsmakers. Uh, joining me this evening is Swati Bidhan Barua. I'm sure she needs no introduction for the people of Assam. She is the first transgender judge of whole of Northeast. It's a real honor and pride to have you, Swati, on the show. Likewise, you know, the same thing goes for Vajanti as well. You people have been doing tremendous uh, job as far as the communities, for the community. Um, thank you so much, Vajanti and Swati. Uh, also joining me this evening is Jaina Kothari. She is senior advocate and also the executive director at Center for Law and Policy Research. Welcome, Jaina, to Sentinel's Newsmakers. And on the show is Abhilekh Kalita. He is the CEO, star icon, universe, world pageant. Abhilekh, thank you so much for joining me. Let me, start, let me start with Swati. Swati, the unfortunate incident that took place in Assam just a few days back, two young people having to end their lives. Why do you think such things are still happening. And, you know, in a society like ours, because Assam Northeast is supposed to be a little more progressive compared to other parts of India. No offense, but that is what we feel. You know, we think that Northeast is a little more advanced and more a little more liberal and open-minded. Despite that, two lives lost. Why? Because, you see, 
uh, it is very unfortunate that two of the young stars uh, they attempted suicide and unfortunately uh, they are no more in this world but this is uh, a very pathetic situation and it is only uh, has prevailed just because of less sensitivity about the sexual orientation and gender identity uh, in our society and especially that too has uh, occurred just because of the patriarchal mindset mm -hmm. and if you if you see still the uh, definition of the sexuality and gender are not at all clear among the patriarchal society you know because sensitization according to me personally uh, sensitization came on the secondary part but until and unless the definition the of gender acting up the hello hello am i am i audible yes 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 it was just the internet yes. dropping now and then okay yeah hmm hmm because you know the social uh, because it is only i according to me i believe that a sensitization is the secondary part until and unless the concept of sexual orientation and the gender identity are not made at all clear among mm -hmm. the society the sensitization won't work you know yeah. and um, it is uh, it is also because uh, of the sociological perspective on gender mm -hmm. because in addition to age gender is one of the universal dimension on which status differences are based so unlike sex which is a biological concept gender is a social construct specifying the <clears throat> socially and culturally prescribed roles right that man and woman are to follow in uh, you know in addition to that that jerda uh, lana uh, an eminent activist and also an author in her book the creation of patriarchy specifically says that gender is a costume a mask a straight jacket in which man man and female or man and woman dances their unequal dances so in addition to that again an alan olf observed of all the ways that one group has systematically mistreated another none is more you know deeply rooted than the way man has or man have subordinated woman so all other discrimination pale by contrast lana argues that the subordination of women preceded all other subordinations and that Correct. to rid ourselves of all those what other ism racism classism and ageism it is mm -hmm. a sexism that must first be eradicated right so that okay. is so that okay. so that is so why i believe it is yeah. it is not only a part on 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 the part of the community or the youngster who attempted suicide but also it becomes imperative for the society to look into and to understand what their actual queries or actual wants are so that right. becomes very important right before i go to jaina and vijayanti i would like to go to abhilek abhilek what do you think because you are a, a young person you belong to the community what has i mean why were they actually forced to take 
that step i'm sure you know you'll have a lot to share on this particular thing yes uh, first of all the thing which happened with our, um, the last incident which happened with brajain and ankur many people mm-hmm. have commented also they have uh, given their thoughts they say suicide but yeah. let me tell you it's a evil it's totally a evil orthodox society which have different mm-hmm. mentality so it's not a suicide it's a totally a mental harassment that two yeah. young gay couple have faced many people are yeah. still now giving that it's not gay they are not gays they are like just a brother they are two brothers many people have also commented i have went through all the detail that what okay. love they have shared so for some people they were like brothers for someone they were like gays but let me tell you one thing which people doesn't know whenever you are not eliminating that that bad thought from your mind that two boys when they sleep together that is a crime even now in this society it's happening because if you go to our villages oh my god they will say what oh my god this is like uh, they are like hijras they are doing like this kind of thing they are not aware of 377 they are not aware of anything the main yeah. criteria of understanding one person for knowing the truth of being a transgender or being a gay bi straight whatever the main is sex education because mainly nobody is doing the sex education in the education system whenever the right. sex education will be implied and it will be mm-hmm. focused that yes there is not only male and female because when we are studying in our days we remember we need to art that particular element of showing that that is a male or female but we are not mm-hmm. aware of that why not we are sharing the thought and why not we are sharing the things that yes there are also something that is called lgbtq but yes it has right. been legalized now but if mm-hmm. we legalize the sex education from class 8 most yeah. of and now i will also comment on one thing india has mm-hmm. also stopped the site that is called porn the porn sites are banned but do you think they know the sex education no many youngsters have now also they are going and seeing this kind of things till now and we are seeing it's banned no but when we are need to educate them we need to educate them from their home even i come from i come from my father and my mom both were police officer they are both from police background for me coming out here and talking with you it's like a courageous thing like i am saying in front of you guys but right. still i am telling you but still i am telling you many youngsters are facing the problem that they are facing from their heart they are crying yes. they are they are, yeah yes absolutely abhilek you are very right one i really wanted to bring this thing up about they need uh, to change maybe uh, as far as the education uh, the curriculum of our schools are, is concerned maybe it's time we need to introduce uh, of course everybody is talking about sex education being introduced as part of the uh, education curriculum there in schools but maybe it is time that we also have a section where the syllabus talks about the lgbtq plus community as well so that is one thing and the other thing abhilek that you have mentioned 
uh, that many people belonging to the community are not able to open up. They are not able to, uh, you know, share with others, maybe not even with their family and friends, uh, forget about friends, not even with their parents or their siblings, that their sexual orientation is a little different from the normal thing. They are not even able to do that. So that, I think, is really, really uh, very uh, sad and it must be such a torture for them mentally to be not able to talk about things openly and not even to their parents. So uh, first I would like to go to Vajentium on these couple of points and then come to uh, Jenna about your thoughts on all of these things. Why you know, still we are still not able to talk, come open up about what I like, what I want. Vajanti, first to you, and you know, you've faced a lot of uh, stuff down south as well. Your visit to the mall was a very unpleasant one. So, uh, thank you. Um, uh, at the root of all of this, I've heard uh, our friend and sister Swati Bidan Barua, so have I heard Abhilek uh, uh, as well. At the root of all of this uh, is a tendency in our society to dictate, to coerce, to control, to restrain. Uh, it could uh, it could manifest and it, it could make victims out to play. Uh, uh, this week we've had two young um, boys who committed suicide. Uh, we've also had uh, runaway couples who are cisgender heterosexual people who are not allowed to marry or intercaste marriages where people marry across castes and they've they've been lynched they've been lynched in broad daylight so it's not something that is just limited to lgbt persons it is yeah. like an axis of oppression that cuts through layers and layers of stratified uh, uh, stratif layers and layers of stratified stigma, structural violence. So I think it it needs to be addressed across board. I don't think this is just limited to LGBT communities or LGBT persons. We see it day in and day out with women trying to assert themselves, women trying to want wanting to get educated, women wanting to uh, assert their sense of self by wanting to marry or be in love, not marry, marry or, yeah. or even not marry, or be in living relationships, or have, yeah. uh, 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 or have friends with benefits. So I think this is just not limited to these, just these two boys, just the LGBT communities. We yes. need to have people understand that their freedom ends with their lives and they can cannot impose things on other people. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and like Vajanti, uh, you've uh, very rightly pointed out that it's these things, these really sad incidents are not just limited to one particular community. We have a lot of similar instances coming out. Mostly we hear such incidents coming out of uh, North India, Haryana, is one state where there's a lot of intolerance that we see. UP is another state. So really very heart-wrenching stories come out of these states. Now, uh, Jenna, you also have been handling a lot of cases. You've seen, uh, of course, uh, Vajanti is an RTI activist. Swati is another uh, judge there 
from the legal background, Abhilek belongs to the community. They also have uh, firsthand experiences. But Jenna, uh, tell us, why do you think all these things happen? The law is there. Despite that, what uh, what's happening and why? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Anitam. Um, see, the law is there and, uh, you know, the, uh, the Supreme Court uh, upheld in 2017 and 2018 that every person has the right to uh, one's sexual orientation and to decide one's gender identity and express themselves in yeah. any way they wish to, um, you know, and guaranteed uh, the right to equality and non-discrimination on the basis of your sexual orientation uh, or gender identity. So, yeah. uh, you know, all that sounds great, uh, but is it being translated or understood on the ground? You know, so like Abhi said, that yeah. do people even know about it? Mm. You know, what is Section 377? What was the ruling of the Supreme Court? Uh, and what is the guarantee from non-discrimination that uh, the Supreme Court has given? What are our constitutional rights? Is is this being understood on the ground? And the right. answer to that is obviously no. Because if you're seeing um, a young couple obviously being driven to suicide because of the harassment they faced from their yeah. family, from society, and it's not just two gay boys, but uh, a lot of young couples who face this. Um, and uh, so obviously it means that these constitutional rights are not really understood or translated uh, on the ground. You know, the court has, you know, our Supreme Court actually in 2018 gave some really remarkable judgments. You know, we had a case where court, you know, in these decisions uh, and other decisions said that, you know, the right uh, to life includes the right to decide who you want to live with. You know, the right yeah. to decide your partner, the right to make one of the most, some of the most intimate decisions of your life, which means who to marry, who to live with, who to have relations with. But yeah. our families and societies don't allow this right to, to minorities. They don't allow it to, to young girls. They don't allow it to LGBT persons. They don't allow uh, the trans community to their gender identity or gender expression and so i would say like abhilek said that you need sex education in school yeah. i think you need rights education in school you need an education mm -hmm. on our constitutional home. rights um, and at home i mean you right. need uh, our constitutional rights have to be uh, learned you know people have to know what our constitutional rights are otherwise um, you know of course this is going and uh, and we're gonna and until this is internalized, uh, young people are going to be dying like this. You know, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Abhilek, you would yes, Abhilek. Uh, I would like to say it's, uh, something like many people are like saying that thing that they have been suicide. But do you think it's a suicide? It's a totally a mental harassment that they have been fought fighting from a long time but when yeah. this when it was said like because of your mother mm. for you guys your mother had died that that term is very a biggest thing that someone would have in his heart and when he was being told like you are being killed for your loved your mother has been killed for your love do that child can just shutter it inside his no it's totally mental harassment where the relatives have been given to them. But do you think the police have been 
giving the proper investigation no yeah. because they it's like just a mother just a suicide they went away and they were killed no it's totally a mental harassment case where the relatives were pushing them like you can't be together if you be together you will be forced to death and that happened it's were totally yeah. mental harassment that they have been thrown because if you go through bookish things like uh, the law panel and all no but this is a totally that case that is a mental harassment and one individual can understand the other individual but what they have been gone through but nobody was concerned they just in all the social media is written it's just a suicide case and it does case has been shuttered down like that only no investigation right uh, swati how would you like to react to this you know the way the case uh, this particular case has been treated see because uh, it is one of the as far uh, i gathered some information from this incident what i could recollect is what i was able to recollect is both the members who attempted suicide are from the same family members and uh, it was a family pressure and moreover after their death even their suicide note in the suicide note they has just only mentioned about the various harassment they have faced but they right. have not taken anyone's name so in that case the police also can't do any such take action even if the police take a suomoto action but how the police will be proving that you know because okay. it is impossible for them to prove a mental harassment because you know even if we take cases of even uh, various mental harassment cases before the court and even um, cases uh, consisting of breach of trust it becomes impossible for the advocates and judicial part to prove that uh, uh, to prove the trust or to prove where the mental harassment is because that is an intangible thing and it is not an, not at all tangible so until and unless it it remains intangible so what i believe is the proper amendment in the act is necessary and at the same time the in, in implementation of the nalsa judgment implementation of the navteesh singh zohar judgment should be in letter and spirit to ameliorate the various issues pertaining to the lgbt communities should be eradicated okay uh, jena what do you think in such situations you know what what does the law say and if there is some discrimination against a certain community then how do they uh, how do they handle the situation and how do we get this whole acceptance thing going how can we change the situation see the, the one big issue is that even after the nafte johar judgment uh, we don't have any law that prohibits discrimination on uh, against persons uh, based on sexual orientation or gender identity you know now we have uh, the transgender persons act but that is limited to trans and intersex persons um and we don't have for example uh, any law that you know 377 may be decriminalized for consensual sex but uh, that's it it does not say there is we don't have any legislation which says that persons cannot be discriminated uh, based on their sexual orientation and this kind of mental harassment uh and social pressure and uh, uh harassment is actually a form mm-hmm. of discrimination 
only because yeah. uh, of their sexual orientation. We don't have a law. And in fact, one of the big uh, demands uh, that I have uh, kind of written about and we have put forth uh, at CLPR is that uh, the fight for LGBTQI equality doesn't end with Navtej. In fact, it has to start with Navtej. Right. After Navtej, we need an equality law where at least discrimination is prohibited. That's one thing. Second thing is, what can the police do, you asked? Hmm. So yes, I on one hand, I do agree with Swati that uh, uh, while you can have an abetment to suicide uh, investigation and complaint, uh, yeah. sometimes it can get quite hard to prove whether the family or other persons kind of led or uh, kind of uh, forced them to take the step to suicide. But I think, uh, you know, I think it's also an issue where the police themselves are not sensitized. So the police don't even start the investigation uh, because they don't take it seriously. You know, so if, if a couple committed suicide like this, it is not seen by even the police or the society as a serious issue that they were driven to commit suicide because of the harassment and discrimination they faced due to their right. sexual orientation. So nobody is going to even file a complaint. Like Swati said, police can take so motto. We know that even when there are complaints filed, the police don't act, you know. Right. So yes. who will file a complaint? Will mm -hmm. the, any of the family members file? Will any of their friends file? Nobody's filing a complaint. Will will the police raise a so motto complaint? So there is no uh, sensitivity to LGBT discrimination. And so that also has to uh, happen if we want some of these cases to be investigated even if they are not nobody's convicted at least that investigation and taking up a case will signal to society mm -hmm. and, the, and the larger community that this is not a crime that uh, our state is going to let go of right okay uh, let me go across to Vajanti and then I'll come back to Swati and Abhilek. Uh, Vajanti, wh why do you think and how can we get rid of this the discrimination that people from a particular community are facing till date? Of course, uh, getting a law, of course, is necessary. But, but like everybody on the panel has pointed out and which even I feel, just having a law or striking down a section does not solve the problem and you know, the recent incident has clearly proved that. Like Abhilek said, that we really need to, people are not even aware he, what the Supreme Court has done, what the law says. No, and even the police, who's very well educated and knows the law, even they do not seem to be much bothered. But keeping aside the police and the law, as far as the society is concerned, the family is concerned, family first, and then maybe we can talk about the society and the friends and everyone else. How, what do you think is the way forward? Uh, in just two words, education, and sensitization and to expand that ed education beginning with children in, in schools their parents who send those children to schools children as uh, as as small as eight year olds as well can be very nasty with each other 
um, because they mimic the behaviors and copy the behaviors of adults who surround them. Um, yes. So, educating our uh, uh, our future uh, youth force, who are children in schools, educating the teachers in these schools, educating their parents, sensitively only to LGBT because sexuality does not operate in isolation. It nor does gender operate in isolation. It operates along with many other forms of um, social uh, class class disability uh, and should the child that it's not okay to say things like oh what a dumb question not to use ableist language oh why have you turned a blind eye the way we insult our women to you know with with language the, our language itself is very misogynist sexist homophobic transphobic casteist classist and so on i mean the the, the list goes on so I think it's important to to educate. Law is top downwards, but I think we also need to go down, from down to top and go 360 degree as well, because these are they are horizontals that cut across verticals. So mm -hmm. um, that's the long and short of it, as I see it. Right. Right. Uh, Jenna, would you like to add something there? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, education uh, and awareness. I mean, education will create that awareness. And I just want to add that, um, you know, our at our school uh, level um, and you know, building from that, I think we need to uh, build our education to speak about our constitutional rights. I think what's happening is, yes, just laws are not enough, but sometimes the law can uh, lead social change. And when we do have progressive laws, we have to take the burden of ensuring that people are aware of the laws. So I think there is an emphasis, there is a need to have, how do we, how do we translate these big constitutional judgments of the Supreme Court? How do people, how do ordinary people understand them? We have right. it's, it's an obligation on our part that they should understand that and create that awareness about it. But Jenna, Swati, Abhilekh, and Vajanti, my question here is how do you make your parents understand? Because they are the first ones that we need to talk, open our heart to. Because that, that's the first. Then comes the society and everything else. So, what is the way forward? I, think, I didn't bad for you know so many people I know uh, who are not able to come out and even share things with their parents. I think I mean it's very hard. It's not easy because uh, families can be very very controlling and yeah. uh, uh, and uh, dominating. Uh, so it's hard uh, on many issues. But I think uh, the, it has to start with uh, being able, uh, it has to start with talking about these issues at home. And I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, I, as a, as a you know, young girl, I had to fight with my parents to just say, I don't want to get married, you know, uh, yes. and to be able to uh, do my law education because they wanted to get me married at the age of 18. But I think... Uh, what these some of these judgments? Yes, I'm a lawyer and I'm biased towards 
Supreme Court judgments. But I think what these judgments help us is that it gives us at least something to talk about and to say, right. no. So the, so the first step is to have the guts to speak about these things at home. Yeah. Yes. Yes, which so, is a very tough one, actually. You it's, know, tough. it's not easy. It's not easy, but unless you start talking about it, yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, no one's going to know that these are issues uh, that we have to face. I mean, it's right. not easy, but you have to start somewhere. Yes, like you know, it's it always helps in many cases. Whom I know personally, it was easier for them because they had siblings, and you know, siblings at times really come in handy. They might be fighting with you all the time, but there are times when your brother or your sister stands by you, understands you emotionally, and you know, understands uh, the way you look at life, and they're ready to stand by you, and that really is a comfort zone. But Abhi, like you've been a lone child, you're a single. Uh, child there so how was it for you i'm sure you're of course lucky to have your parents who've really understood the whole thing and have stood by you okay first of all uh, like uh, being a drag queen so many uh, many one doesn't uh, many people doesn't know about that term as drag queen so drag queen is a person who intimate uh, some other person mm -hmm. and uh, who entertain others so basically i'm a drag queen i would like to clarify that secondly uh, if my mom and if my late father my father have died recently so if my mom uh, also knew my identity or she might knew but for her or for my father also it was very difficult because let me tell you one thing you cannot take your parents to court number one you cannot take your parents to media and i am not that kind of person most of the yeah so sorry hello could you hear me yes yes yeah okay. most of the fam most of the like i have seen they cannot go to media they cannot go to court they cannot go to police because social barriers are there society is there relatives are there yeah. mindsets yes. are there but i on always tell those who came through me through beauty pageants or who my counsel through personal grooming i only tell them wait for your right age the right age is when you stand up you are well incomed then you go to your parents and say that i am this if they accept you thumbs up if they don't you know what you need to do but most of the most of the issues comes when when the child before the age that is the right age we say 21 is the right legal age for a male to get married and female it's 18 so i always tell because uh, 21 or 18 is the right age to do something in your life then you stand yourself and you say to others yes yeah i am this if you want to accept it's okay if you don't i would like to move on with my life if the parents or the family say no no you are having some issues mm. like ghosts have entered in your body or you have you mm. need to go to the tantric i will be doing the pujas to you it's still right. happening yeah so uh, i know one guy who went to sangeet uh, to went to psychiatrist and the psychiatrist mm -hmm. told you need to have a hormone mm, test up for your parents to know that yes uh, you have some problem but the parents will not agree not agree because it's a orthodox thinking it's a yeah. uh, mentally which cannot be which cannot yes yeah, so which, which cannot which cannot be yeah. stopped 
इट्स बेसिकली लोग क्या कहेंगे प्लेज अज रोल इन आर लाइफ स्टिल वैजयंती वॉट आर योर थॉट all right so um i am uh, incidentally a survivor of curative violence that is uh, um curative violence in the form of uh, aversion or conversion therapy and i've had i was coerced uh, forced into mm-hmm. undergoing electroconvulsive therapy and antipsychotic drugs on uh, a sham called a rehab in all of this what parents are parents don't necessarily do that to harm their children they think that they're doing good so there's a lot as again it comes back to education there's a lot of pseudo science that is masquerading as science uh and i totally agree with jena as well that it has to come down from top so as to have an agenda to discuss so that it percolates uh uh all i'm saying is that apart from that top down approach uh we also need to uh, go bottom upwards because what becomes law is our own demands our own aspirations our own lived realities need to get encoded into law uh and uh and it it's not necessary that we burn our fingers all the time there are many uh, uh lessons that can be learned out of the women's rights movement the disability rights movement mm-hmm. say for instance the principle of reasonable accommodation is not is something that we heavily draw out of the disability rights movement so um so we need to look around we need to look laterally upwards downwards we need to look in all directions um and uh, again i'm sorry but i keep coming back to the same thing that education training yeah. 360 degree uh, mm. uh understanding and uh, and uh, as a person i need to understand where my what my limitations are and where do i draw the line if mm. i don't know that um if if you know there are times when i dread being a parent because the mm-hmm. examples of parents that i have seen around me and there are certain uh, certain behaviors in my own parents that i that i thoroughly resent that i feel i sh- mm-hmm. i don't want to ever be a parent family which is supposed to be a unit of love acceptance has often if not always ended up being the uh, the most basic structural unit of violence institutionalized violence curative violence um corrective rape you know in india yeah. back in south india to avoid dowries they tend to uh, uh, assure uh, that the girl uh, the child who's being raised as a girl will be married off to the maternal uncle or the paternal cousin or the maternal cousin and so on and when that right. child okay. asserts themselves not as a, a girl but as a trans man or if that uh, child were to assert themselves as a lesbian girl there have been instances of corrective rape sanctioned by parents so is this what we call family if this is what is called family i think uh, we don't need such families families are those spaces where we are understood where we are accepted so if biological families end up uh, uh, inflicting this kind of repression we will have to uh reinvent or rethink what constitutes family and the law must take cognizance of that because in the transgender communes family is not necessarily defined by blood and kinship families are uh, not necessarily defined by bloodlines but by kinship 
but by uh, 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 communes uh, of, uh, and again, it's not so binary. Uh, every yeah. space has its own monstrosities and we need to understand these complexities and feed it back into the law. Right. Yeah, I'm done. Yes, uh, lovely, Vajanti. Uh, Swati, uh, one more thing I wanted to uh, ask you all, you know, when it comes to education, when it comes to housing needs of people from this particular community, uh, do they face a lot of, uh, you know, challenges, issues, and now the COVID situation that's going on now, how is how are people, you know, uh, the underprivileged people from the community coping with uh, COVID and other health issues and also the livelihood situation at this point of time? Swati, first to you, then I'll come to Jaina and Vajanti on this particular thing. Abhilek, I'll come to you. You wanted to, I think, share something. Going to start sure. first. Uh -huh. so See, uh, this this COVID-19 crisis has created a pathetic situation for the entire trans community speci specifically. Mm -hmm. Moreover, most of the transgender, their livelihood are based on beggings and on sex work and on any uh, or, or any other livelihood that they have chosen mm. as a part of their living. So now this COVID-19 crisis has created such a situation for the entire trans community that their life are at stake, you know. Most mm -hmm. of them, uh, they have, uh, most of the community members are finding it very difficult uh, to uh, to maintain their own livelihood. Most of them, are, as most of them are, are staying at their own rented house, mm -hmm. most of the landlords are uh, ready to throw them out just because they are unable to pay the rent fees from the last two, three months. So uh, even uh, the recent case of one transgender who has been encountered with COVID-19 virus and uh, she has been forcefully kept in the male's ward. So these are the ongoing uh, situation and uh, prevailing situation in our state. So that reflects the insensitivity and a lack of knowledge uh, towards the transgender, towards the gender identity or towards the sexual orientation peoples. Because if we compare our state to our neighborhood state, just like Manipur, Manipur became the India's first state to uh, build up a separate quarantine center for the LGBT and as well as transgender persons. But uh, in our state, uh, in our state like Assam, uh, which has got a, a large population of the trans community as mm -hmm. uh, in comparison with the Manipur, the state, the state government is still silent, you know. Right. So yeah. that that shows the clear mindset and the crystal clear mindset of not doing, not willing to do anything for the uh, community, whether yeah. it's a, a LGB community or whether it's a T community or the intersex community. Mm -hmm. It clearly also reflects the uh, government inaction, you know, and uh, non-compliance of uh, the Supreme Court judgment, what right. they have actually directed the state government to take the various welfare measures towards the community. Right. So, yeah. you know, and this is one point, and I just uh, like to answer one point that, see, mm -hmm. for your rights, sometimes it becomes imperative to come out and fight for your own rights, whether among the families or among the society or among anyone, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, bringing your parents to the court does not mean that you don't have any love or at attachment towards them. 
but sometimes it becomes also necessary and important to raise your voice and to show them that what they have actually disregarded you what uh, they have not responded to your uh, uh, the various issues what they actually required to so yeah. in that case the court is the right place to come right so what you are saying is that yes it might be going against your parents but there might be situation if they are forcing you too much then you might actually have to end up standing against them for your own rights and your well being that's my see actually if you if you see my entire fight you will find you will find even my parents were against my decision towards gender reassignment surgery but uh, i i tried my level best to make them understand and to accept my uh, identity as well but when they didn't when uh, they took the help of my uh, family advocate and they issued a notice to the hospital management and even to the various authorities there in mumbai where i was staying so i had to move to the court and uh, coincidentally that became the india's a uh, first landmark judgment on the sex change surgery and that took period to nalsa verdict so see sometimes it also becomes imperative on your side that um, what yeah. i said is so bringing your parents to the court doesn't does not means that you, you gonna have a, 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 you you don't have any love for them or you don't have any right. attachment for them but sometimes it becomes necessary and important to raise your voice you yes. know to right. make them understand yes of course i remember recently when the covid just started i guess this was around end of march or beginning of april you went to the dc's office here in kamrup district uh, to fight for uh, the community people to get something for, so that because it was already getting really bad for everybody out here the livelihood yes, issues yes. livelihood was at stake that is when you had actually gone there and uh, tried to do something for everyone uh, yeah abhilekh you wanted to share something yeah uh, yeah uh i will add on on swati so i just told that it will uh the one should take a right decision on the right age when they are capable of uh, getting the things in their hand for example if they are employed if they are working for them for going out of their home and to react on their own being what lgbt it's very easy but when they are not employed or were not working when they are out i'm not commenting on swati's story don't mind for that but i'm telling the young generation where they will be going and they will be moving out from their home and saying their parents i am lesbian i am gay i am a transgender i am a bisexual whatever that time they need to understand they needs to be employed working stable enough to take their own decision then for them it will be easy task otherwise when they are not employed they are not working moving out their home how will they do yes that's my point to the youngsters who themselves think that they are from the lgbt community and they want to have their own right accept their own physical status if they are lesbian it's okay they will love a girl boy or boy girl or girl or whatever they want to do but i am still i'm telling the practical thing which one individual need to understand you need to be at least stable enough then only you take a decision otherwise your life will be not working with your story that you want to you are dreaming like i will be having a ha- uh, happy happily life no yes 
Yes. When I took the decision for undergoing the sex change surgery, I was just only twenty-one years. <laughs> no, no, that that time that your that time you were stable, but I am telling about the youngsters who are who no, no, are no, like no. just. Scared. I was, I was, I was, I was not stable during that time. I just, no, I, I was that, in. I know that. I know you. I was in second I year. I was, I was in become second year, and I just took my laptop in my bag, and I just asked my mom that I am going for the service center to get my laptop corrected, and I took the flight. and i landed in chhatrapati shivaji terminus okay interesting <laughs> you so you've yeah decided, you've already decided in your gutsy enough and bold enough to you know do what you thought was right at that point of time so uh, general going for and yes you know at the age of at the age of 21 you know going from a, a small town uh, like guwahati to mumbai and arranging your fooding yeah. lodging and fighting for rights in the court that was too much difficult for me during that time and during that time i was just only 21 yes of course and yeah sure jena uh, going forward you know like um, after this unfortunate incident uh, what do you think uh, where does the so- society stand at this point of time where does the community stand and uh, what do you think the future is extremely bleak still um no i i think uh, things are changing of course these situation these incidents are uh, are extremely tragic but i think uh, this uh, this incident also in the backdrop of the covid situation also we have yeah. to see because right. you know already uh, things uh, in this covid time are extremely uh difficult um the trans community and the lgbti community has been impacted a lot and i think uh, and this has impacted everybody like you know the covid situation with the lockdown being stuck at home with family has kind of increased domestic violence and harassment so yes. you know uh, so uh, i i mean i would say that this has this this these kind of situations are kind of increasing the harassment and vulnerabilities of uh young people because they are kind of stuck within their homes and stuck with families and they are not able to do many other things uh because of covid so that's one thing uh but i also think uh, uh secondly is that how do we move forward um i think we have to move forward by really taking steps um to um to how do we make our rights work you know and yes. the situation you said what do we do um you know what abhilek said um you know how do young people who are not stable who don't have any how can they just take their parents or anybody to court and the thing is uh, so we need if we really want to make rights work along with education and all of that and mm-hmm. awareness we also need uh, a lo- a lawyer community we need a legal community that is sensitive and that will come in to help uh and take up some of these issues uh, uh that young lgbti persons or not just young anybody from the lgbti community needs help with you know half the time uh, the the situation is you don't know who to approach uh, if you want to file a police complaint or any complaint of harassment you don't have any legal support if you find lawyers you don't have money to pay them even if you sometimes have money uh the lawyers themselves may not be sensitive and kind of shoo you away so uh, you know uh, yes. one of the ways 
to kind of build that hope and support uh, on the ground to also build a sensitized legal community that will come forward and help uh, the LGBTI community and take up their cases or complaints yeah. or provide them legal support when yeah. they need. You're not yeah. going to have young people uh, fully stable and having the money, but they need legal help. And yes. we have to find ways to provide that. Exactly. And I think with the legal uh, team there, uh, sensitive, sensitive legal team there, I think the police also needs to sensitize themselves. We need a very sensitive police force who understands uh, the needs and that, you know, they, they, how to handle now a Sam police has this brilliant thing going for the children. You know, they have a separate unit altogether. They are training their people to be child friendly and everything else. So I, I'm sure Assam police can take the lead here as well, as far as the LGBTQ community is concerned, and um, do something that the other states, the other state police can follow. Uh, Vajanti, uh, what are your thoughts, your concluding remarks, and the way forward? What do you think? How optimistic are you? What needs to be done? Um, right now, let's also be aware that we are in exceptionally uh, uh, repressive times of a pandemic where uh, uh, the tools at the hands of our various governments are used more to coerce um, and uh, uh, you know, it's not, the situation is not like how it was in 2018. To further reassert ourselves, stay safe and at the same time not allow uh, either families or state agencies. We are all aware how these and domestic women, it, ha it has affected women, it's also affected LGBT communities and many other communities. So uh, I think, um, as Jenna said, um, apart from the lawyer communities, we ourselves will need to be aware of our rights. While there's yes. the new education policy, mm. um, you know, we need to know our policies. Right. We need to know our, know our rights, and that won't happen unless a certain amount of legal education is taught right from schools onwards. Children read uh, uh, civics only at uh, class 9 or 10. I think that should be introduced at a very young uh, age, civics or political science or some uh, fundamentals of law where, you know, ch right from childhood, children know that certain rights are inalienable and a certain mm -hmm. minimum level of respect is not to be earned. You know, people throw this around that you need to earn your respect. I need to earn my respect perhaps as, say, uh, uh, an engineer if I'm an engineer or an economist if I'm an economist, but I don't need to earn my respect as a human being. That's a free gift of life. That's what the Constitution guarantees us. And I won't fight if I, unless I know this, that this is a free gift of life. Nobody needs to force me to earn that respect as a human being. It's a free gift of life. It's available. It's my duty to respect people. It's their duty to respect me. We are not doing each other a favor. We're just doing our duty. So these are those messages that need to go. So we need to know our rights. We need to have some level of legal education. And I'll rest it at that. 
All right. Uh, Swati, your concluding comments. And Abhilek, I'll come to see, you. See, uh, yeah. as it becomes very... Huh. So, see, as it becomes very necessary at this stage that uh, to know and to uh, to know about the various aspects of the sex education and the education system. So we have to keenly look into the new uh, central government's education policy that whether it includes the gender subject or the uh, uh, or the various aspects of uh, the uh, uh, sex education or uh, other issues uh, that are included in this uh, newly uh, education policy or not or, okay. or, or or in that regard what the central governments or the state governments plans to do so we have to look into that as well right all right abhilek finally yeah uh, as a topic today was lgbt is a curse so I don't think it's a curse, but the mentality of people need to be changed. How it can be changed, we don't have any answers with that because we cannot change people's mentality. We cannot cook their mind and add some spices yeah. on that. We can't do that because we can't go and educate the villagers. You learn this kind of things. It's happening in the society. They know about everything, but they will not say, I will not accept, I will not tell my child to be a gay and <laughs> they will not accept this kind of things. It's a bit, uh, this question is not about sanitization, not about education, not about anything, but this question is from the heart to heart. If they accept their child as whatever they are, yes. then right. it will be a free-minded yeah. thing. That's my point. Absolutely. And I would like to say Absolutely. about the youngsters who are thinking to come out their life, I will just comment on one thing. First stable your life, then you do whatever you want to do. Right. So first be economically uh, stable, yeah. get a job, uh, and then, yes. Anything, business, yeah. anything, yeah. Right, right. Yes, of course. So yes, what I think we all need to do is just be human, behave like a human being, and I think most of our issues, most of our problems will get sorted. I don't think we really need a law or, uh, yes, of course, education is uh, important uh, to a great extent. Of course, we need that. But uh, but I will yes. agree the law is also important because without yes. law, today the 377 Act, because of that, many people are aware of that. But still, we are hoping with uh, open hands, like we should also have the right to marriage. So it's still yeah. beyond mm -hmm. count. So the law yes. is awaiting for the right thing. So let's see what happens. All right. Yes. Hoping for the best. And I really hope that all those colors of rainbow really come true. It, life becomes really beautiful and wonderful for everybody. On that note, thank you all. Thank each of my panelists today evening. Great having each one of you on Sentinel's Newsmakers. Looking for everything positive and colorful and bright. Thank you, viewers, for joining me this evening. Apologies for all the internet issues that uh, we have been facing. Thank you once again. Till we meet again, goodbye. Stay safe. Thank you.